Hello, everybody. Happy Friday here on uh, my channel, the Whiskey Jedi channel, I guess you can call it, but my channel specifically. Uh, I am Jake Belind. I'm sure most of you know me already. If not, thank you so much for joining me for the first time. Uh, yes, it is Friday, and we are here for a Whiskey Jedi episode. We're here to drink some whiskey. We're here to talk some Star Wars, and I'm super excited for today. Um, I got a guest with me today, Mr. Sean Sullivan, who's going to be uh, joining me to talk some really cool things in Star Wars, um, something that I have yet to talk about on this on this show so far. Uh, we're going to be talking some pilots um, and maybe one specific pilot for the majority of the time. Um, I'll leave that up to, to Sean. But uh, yeah, we're also going to be drinking some uh, Woodford Reserve whiskey, which is really cool. Um, I actually have a little personal connection to Woodford and uh, I was actually able to gift it to Sean for a, a gift. And so I'm interested to see what his real thoughts on Woodford are. Um, but yeah, so we're here to talk some uh, Star Wars and whiskey for the next 45 minutes or so. If you guys have questions about pilots or you want to leave some you know comments in the in the chat about your favorite pilots and whatnot um make sure you're leaving those in there if you guys have wh whiskey recommendations as well uh make sure you're leaving those in there for us uh that way we can jot them down or, or remember that remember them for next time um but with all that said let's go ahead and bring him on i'll bring on my guest here i got mr sean Solifin joining me to kick this off real quick and there he is hello everyone hello up, hello hello how you doing oh, man you know just uh just maddeningly trying to adjust lights and settings before having to be on air. It happens. Um, it happens. You know, just, just, uh, and, and now I'm realizing that my desk is even more shaky with these <laughs> lights than it was before. Uh, it, it feels like you, it feels like you do one tech upgrade and then that leads to yeah. Yeah. you needing to do three others. hundred um, percent. Turn that off. <laughs> it never stops. It never stops. No, it never. It never stops. And like I have found a way to make my to make my setup as confusing and complicated as possible, um, because I'm a little bit of a of a perfectionist when it comes to uh, things like that. And and just you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at today. You're good. You're good. Um, and I, I think maybe maybe part of it is in order to uh, you know uh, distract me from other things going on today. So I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's a nice little break before. Obviously, a lot of people watching are, are you know we're connected to them via the movie trivia show now. So it's a nice break between everything that's kind of happening right now. But we're here to talk uh, two things that we love. That is Star Wars and whiskey. Um, you know, I, I want to start by uh, saying to everybody watching, the way that I work this show with my guests is that I have them introduce a topic to me. So they're the ones in charge of the topics for the show when they come on, um, whether it's just something that's happening currently in, in current events or we're posing a question, which is kind of what we're doing today. Um, and Sean, I, I, I got to say this. It sounds like you had a pretty tough time coming up with something. Well, okay. So here here's the here's the um, the whole idea behind what I was looking for. You told me, let's think of a topic. Yeah. And I went back and I looked at, okay, what topics have you done before? It's fair. And you know, it's been like Ahsoka TV show and Mandalorian this and all that. Look, there's plenty of channels out there that talk about, you know, what's going to happen, what's coming up, what they want to see. But I thought I looked to, you know, one of the people I love hearing about star Wars is Ken Knapsack and Joseph Scrimshaw. And they always talk about, you know, in detail points and and uh, you know things they they want to see in Star Wars, but mm -hmm. in a more 
you know, wide sense, not like, oh, in, in the Boba Fett series, I want to see Dengar come in and I want to find out how he got the dent, all that stuff. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't care. Um, so that was my, my issue coming up with a topic was finding something that was a little more interesting than just who's directing the next, you know, Star Wars movie. Um, so I went and, and it's kind of been a running joke with me, uh, <laughs> that I love Tally Lintra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm going to bring a little tiny bit of negativity here. I don't love rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay. And for a long time, it took me a long time to try to figure out why that is. Why don't I like rise of Skywalker? It's got everything I wanted. It's got a big space battle. It's got lightsaber fights. It's got force BS, you know, um, it's because the final space battle isn't impactful to me. And what, what makes a space battle impactful isn't the ships and the explosions and the, the maneuvering, which Rise of Skywalker doesn't have very good starfighter maneuvering, you know, <laughs> compared Compare the fight, compare the space battle of, of Rise of Skywalker to that in Rogue One, and you get a very, very different sense. You know, yeah. Rogue One, you get to see, you know, you get to see Red Squadron maneuver through the uh the shield gate struts on yep. the on the exterior of it. You don't get any of that in in Rise of Skywalker. You get X-Wings passing the screen, you know, and, and that's not what I want. Um I shouldn't have done this out of a snifter. It's much harder to drink on screen out of a snifter. <laughs> um, so th- that's where I came up with the the thought of what makes a good background pi- pilot and what makes a good on screen, you know, rebel fighter. So I, I'm not I'm not looking at the the Luke Skywalker's. I'm not looking at the Han Solos. I'm not looking at Anakin or Obi Wan. I'm looking at the the uh you know the tallies and the wedges and the bigs mm-hmm. the Dak Ralter you know all all of those and you know it's just a it, it's they're kind of the unsung heroes of Star Wars and they're really what what uh hooks me in a in a space battle yeah I'm with you I I I mean obviously when we talk about Star Wars we talk about lightsabers and stuff but this the star fights themselves uh, with with all the ships and specifically X wings and A wings and Tie fighters, that's kind of mm-hmm. what a lot of us, uh, especially us two, we we kind of look at a little bit more so than others, just because we love the ships and we love the aspect of space battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I love myself and Anakin and the Luke Skywalker and stuff, but uh, you're right when you talk about these pilots and and uh, what they bring to the stage. And someone who I know that Tally comes to mind for you, which she does for me, and I, I it's we're gonna get into her, but Wedge comes to mind for me. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. He, he is. I mean, he lived. He lived through everything. You know, he lived through everything. He's like, he's like one of the only characters to live through all the battles that we had seen mm-hmm. in the entire trilogy or the saga, I should say. Um, so it's a very interesting point to bring up, and it's a point that not enough people bring up. Yeah, I mean, uh, another one that comes into mo- come. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, my. Uh... I'm lose, kind of been losing my voice the last few days. Another one that comes to mind for me is uh, Denis Elberger, um, um, Elberger, uh, who's Bravo Five, I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that. 
uh, but I believe she's Bravo five in uh, Phantom Menace. Um, she doesn't have very many lines, but like just the way she delivers them. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that that's really what this is about is the chatter between the pilots. You know, it, look, you and I have played squadrons together. I know reefs in the chat reefs played squadrons, bucks played squadrons with us. You know, it, when it, what it comes down to is when you're in a starfighter, you need to communicate and if oh, you're yeah. not communicating, you know, and yeah, I, I just, um, not to turn this into a, why I hate rise of Skywalker. It's a fair, it's I, fair though. It's fair because I don't hate rise of Skywalker. Really. It should be why I hate the battle of Exegol. Um, the battle of Exegol just kind of, you know, it, this, the stakes aren't there. I mean, and you come down to, you know, talking about pilots again, you've got snap Wexley and wedge Antilles in the, in the fight snap blows up and mm -hmm. then wedge shows up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's not Wedge's fault or Snap's fault because I think Snap's another example of a good background pilot. He's got a few lines. You know, he says the line in the um, in the planning stage, just like Fake Wedge or Cold Bright, whatever you want to call him. You know, you've got you know, um, you know, uh, uh, Dak Ralt. I think it was Dak Ralt, or it might have been Jansen. You know, two fighters against a Star Destroyer. You've got all the all the lines that are said in the in the pre prep meetings that just make you think, okay, this is a starfighter. You know, this is a starfighter squadron that is together and matters. Um, all of that. I, I, you know, I don't know. No, it, it's, it's fair. It's, I think, you know, in, because, and I'm with you, I, I think I lean a little bit more towards the, the middle ground of rise of Skywalker where I do, I'm in the minority when I say I like uh, a good majority of it. And it's just, mm -hmm. I don't know why I just do. But one of the aspects I, that I I don't care for so much is the space, the Exegol fight because mm -hmm. not just because there weren't any stakes, but I didn't really feel like I was caring about the people that were dying. No. And even though I knew I had knew, known some of them for a couple of movies, like Snap, for example, it just kind of like happened, and yeah. then I forgot about it. I wasn't talking about it or mm -hmm. or like, well, shit, that guy died. Like when you I, when you walked out of Rogue One, when you walked out of Rogue One, you talked about the hallway scene first. Mm -hmm. Then what? The space battles. The space battles. Yeah. When you walked out of, I mean, you and I were both, you know, what? Uh, we would have been middle school for the prequels. Middle school for the prequels. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I was a freshman in high school or a or in eighth grade when uh, Revenge of the Sith came out. Yeah. What What did you talk about? The opening scene of the Revenge opening of the scene. Sith. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's and Phantom Menace is a good example of one that you don't really talk about it, right? Like the Battle of Naboo. Um, you know, uh, the the space battle component of the Battle of, of Naboo is only about four minutes of shots. Mm-hmm. And most of that is focused on Anakin uh, in the hangar, uh, which, by the way, those Luger Hulks have way too big of hangers. Anakin should have, hit. <laughs> Anakin should have crashed into the back of that hangar. Um, uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's it's even even episode one has, you know, uh, Rick Ali and and uh, Denis going back and forth. You know, uh, what's that? It's blowing up from the inside. We yeah. didn't hit it, you know. Yeah. And then I don't know that the, I got to look up the other Brian. If you're watching, look up the the name of the pilot that says, uh, uh, "Look, one of ours out of the main hole." Or mm. Reef, if you know it. I don't know that guy's name. I need his name and call sign. 
but but yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know, it, I just I don't know. I feel like that's something that you know when I was a kid on the playground, and I had one buddy who liked Star Wars as much as I did, uh, and uh, you know, it was always always imagining being in space fights, you know. Yeah, sure, lightsabers, but when you're, you know, before the prequels came out, we only had three characters with lightsabers, and one of them was dead, mm -hmm. you know? There wasn't a whole lot of, until the prequels, there wasn't a whole lot of thought of other characters other than Luke Skywalker with a lightsaber, Yeah, you know? I mean, Han uses a lightsaber. Arvin Wendick, Bravo 3. Yeah, I could have Googled it. All right, well, there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Thank you. Uh, he fits the uh, you know the two uh, people of color quota per movie. Yeah, there you go. There you know you go. him and uh, um, Captain Panaka. Um, mm. You know, fucking Star Wars and. <laughs> well, so uh, it, it's funny because we've been talking about all these space battles through like Rogue One and prequels and stuff. The one that we haven't mentioned that is like the prime example is the trench run. Yeah, well, and, I mean, and even and even better than the trench one trench run. Is all wings report in? That that is very true. That is you know true. that's like that has become, it's become such a signature of a Star Wars space battle that they almost make a point not to do it again in any other movie. Um, because they kind of do it in in Return of the Jedi. They have the each bit, yeah. squadron report in. Mm -hmm. Um, they kind of do it. Um at the battle of star killer base. But even then, like there's only like two or three people reporting in. Um, I don't think any other movie does it. Um, uh, does, do they do it in rogue one? I feel like they might do it in rogue one because we, we know that red five is there. I well, that's because like... Garvin, that's because Garvin calls him out. He says okay. red. Okay. Uh, I forget what he says, but he calls. So maybe, maybe they don't right. call in. Maybe they just get called out as they go or something. Yeah, and they might call in. They might do the leader call ins like they do in Return. I know that Radis says he says you know Blue Squadron get yourselves down to the beach. Yeah. Red and Gold Squadron protect. So maybe that's the way of calling him out essentially. Yeah, I think that's that's how they do it. And and speaking of Radis, there's another point to well, let's talk about let's let's go back to this. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll circle back. The trench run is really our yeah. first our first example of this, right? You've got a whole scene where it's pilots talking, pilot talk with flashes to the command center, mm -hmm. and that's the model for a, a Star Wars space battle. You've got, you know, uh, you've got Calrissian and Arvel Krynad, and you've got um, Wedge. And it flashes back to um, Akbar in the in the home one, and then you've got you don't you kind of have that at the Battle of Hoth. You've got you know flashing between Luke and Wedge and Zev, and then um, flashing back to the command center, and then interspersed with the the Han Han and Leia plot. Um, you know, and that, and that that really becomes the the signature of a Star Wars space battle is that communication. And again, not to make this, you know, I hate hate the Battle of Exegol, but the Battle of Exegol, Exegol doesn't have that. It's got pilots, and then it has Ray and um, uh, fuck, why can't I remember names today? Ray and Ben. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, these lights, they look great, but they really make the bags under my eyes really bad. 
Um, as as Jill says this, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, it certainly makes my camera look clearer, but it, yeah, it you yeah. know, means I got to get a backlight now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know. I like Star Wars so much is this um, brilliant this brilliant love story to the old world war two, you know, films about world war two and Vietnam and samurai films. And look, world war two films, you mostly get stuff on the ground mostly because, you know, because when we were doing world war two films, it was hard to shoot fighter pilot stuff, mm -hmm. you know, but top gun that came after we're, we're kind of, um, you, you know, with, with top gun, we kind of have a new, definition for what pi fighter pilot stuff is and i think the reason i'm so so uh impassioned about this topic is because we're going to get rogue squadron soon you know it's good point. like you better nail this patty i know you will but you know yeah it's it's that's an interesting point just because you know we know that a squadron is a, a number of of pilots but we can't just care about the four or five pilots that are in a squadron. We're going to have to care about the pilots that are also around them, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's like a whole group. It's not just a select number that we're going to have to, to focus on. Yes. There, there's going to be a couple that are going to be the mains, but what about the tallies and what about the wedges and, and the bigs and those characters? Um, and you brought up the war, the war part of this. And it's interesting because I, I'm a big war movie, like snob. Like mm -hmm. I love myself war films. It's kind of like just, one of those movie or that genre of movie where I just kind of, I want to watch anything that's a war aspect in, in movies. Right. And um, it's a good, it's a good uh, comparison that the soldiers on the ground in star Wars and, and what they're doing as far as like a group or a battalion are very much the fighter pilots in the stars um, for, yeah. for what we're seeing. Cause a lot of the ground stuff that we see in star Wars as of right now, anyway, has to do with lightsabers and, and Jedi and Sith and, we rarely see the ground soldiers. Uh, we see them every once in a while, but we yeah, rarely you get, see them. You get very little, like Battle of Battle of Hoth. You get some shots of them, but none of them really have names. Um, like they have names, but and then and then Endor slightly. Don't know their names. Yeah, and then Endor uh, slightly with Han. Like that's it. Yeah, with uh, you get a very very some very quick shots of them in um, Last Jedi at the final battle. Mm -hmm. um, but that's about uh, it. Uh, you know, the Phantom Menace, um, the Phantom Menace, actually, you, you get a decent amount because you get um, Panaka and Padme storming the throne room. Good call. Uh, and you get Jar Jar and, you know, as much as you want to consider them soldiers, you get Jar Jar and Tarples. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but uh, again, with, with Attack of the Clones, which is, Attack of the Clones and um, uh, Revenge of the Sith are your two real war movies. Yeah. And you really don't get named characters. I mean, again, it's kind of a matter of like, sure, I know a lot of those clones' names, but not in Attack of the Clones. In Attack of the Clones, none of those clones have names. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, CT53725, you know. They're, no one cares about their names. They don't have names yet. Um, in in attack of the or in revenge of the sith you know yeah sure you know all the commanders names but none of you know they're, they're just they're just clones they're, they're just clones. for the most part the commanders are just standing there yeah yeah you know they're not actually engaged in the action mm -hmm. they're you know aside from cody 
you've got uh Gree is is just standing there with Yoda. Yep. Right? Like he's not he's not in the fight. Um and then the like the order 66 scene you get some uh some action out of the the commanders but um you know really that's undercut with I mean not undercut <laughs> but like it's it's uh you know you you get lost in that fact because you're watching all the Jedi get it's get it's overshadowed it's overshadowed yeah yeah um another one that that I, I as much as I I kind of gave earlier I gave Revenge of the Sith some credit for its space battle Revenge of the Sith does not fit my criteria for a good space battle really I'm interested in this cuz I, I I mean I love the opening scene but I'm interested in seeing what you're going to say you don't get you don't get the cross chatter Oh that's fair it's get, it's just it's just Obi-Wan and Anakin talking that's fair Yeah and you get one line I think you get one line out of Oddball um is his name Oddball Yeah Oddball yeah yeah you get one line out of Oddball and that's it. But for the most part, that's focused on Anakin and Obi-Wan and the buzz droids. You don't even get any, um, you don't even get any real dog fights. There's no, they, yeah. There's no real enemy contact in that scene. Yeah. It's just, it's just them kind of flying with buzz droids. Everyone's leaving him the fuck alone. Look, first off, that's a failure of tactics on, on the droid <laughs> army's part, right? If you're going to make them preoccupied with buzz droids, that's when you send a squadron of vultures after them. Um, you know, I mean, I love that scene. I love that scene. But my favorite part of the scene, that scene, is the opening where the two of them are weaving between the CIS destroyer and the um, uh, Republic destroyer. Before it, there's any contact with the droids. Right. It's yeah. not. It's the flying it's, aspect. It's the flying. It's not the. Um, uh, it, it's not the buzz droids. I don't give a shit about the buzz droids, right? <laughs> Um, like in my opinion, the buzzroid scene, it's just okay. I mean, you yeah. see, you get a little bit of good interaction between Anakin and Obi-Wan showing their, you know, Anakin's brash and Obi-Wan is, you know, really reserved. He's like, you know, forget about me. Go to the, go to the ship, go save the emperor. Well, no, that's not how, or chancellor. Um, I don't know. No, don't it, know. It, it's, it's a good point. I've never, it, I've never really thought about the criteria of a good, uh, space battle. Um, and well, let's about, do it. Let's do it. Let's make. I, and when we're talking about starfighters specifically, I love, I love the aspect of. And I'm not saying that everything hinges on it, but for you, it's a lot of it hinges on chatter between the pilots, communication between the pilots, and like you had mentioned earlier, we kind of have a a cheap experience with it playing video games and doing squadrons together, so right. we understand how it works, but. It really does add more levity to the situation if we hear these pilots talking to each other, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, well, both levity and stakes. I mean, because you know, if if you don't know who the pilots are, even if you don't, you don't need their names, right? You don't need Jack Porkins's names, you know, Jack Porkins' name in order to get, you know, it came from behind and care. <laughs> oh shit, they're losing pilots, right? Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, you care when Biggs dies. You kind of care when Garvin dies, but like, it's it's the it's the building tension of losing these named pilots, these pilots you really care about, mm -hmm. um, and and these pilots who have had lines, right? All of them have lines. They they all reported in. I think every pilot, I think Red Seven and Eleven, don't have lines before they die. You see Red 7 and 11 die, and they don't have lines, I think. 
um, they do, they report in, but that's it. Like, you know, um, I don't know. And, and, and which brings us back to Tally Lintra, right? Tally Lintra is a pilot. Tally Lintra is a pilot that we don't see in, um, Force Awakens, the battle of Starkiller base, right? Mm -hmm. We don't see any A-wings participate in Starkiller base. And then you flash to the resistance escape in episode eight. And all of a sudden she's leading the second wave of this attack. And she just, the, the chick's a natural in a yeah. pilot. Scene. She needs to run a master class, not just for the people that are going to be in cockpits, but for the people that are, are writing these scenes. Because if you had any thought of that in uh, the battle of Exegol, it probably would have been better, you know, and there is a second component. There's a second component for me. There's three components for me that make me care about a space battle. So number one is that pilot interaction, the pilot chatter, caring about who's in the cockpit. Number two is watching the maneuvers, right? Again, Exegol really doesn't have that many interesting maneuvers. There's no right? real close-ups on anything. No. Everything's real zoomed out. Yep. You kind of get you get uh, one shot of the Y wing with Babu Frick and uh, Zori Bliss in it. That's real good. Oh, where they shoot the they shoot the cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yep. That's it. That's the only shot I remember um, from that from that whole battle. Um, I mean, obviously, I can remember more shots, but that's the only shot that like stick. The whole, Twitter this week's all been you know what lives rent free in your head, right? Nothing from the Battle of Exegol. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, it requires effort to remember the Battle of Exegol. Yeah, it, it just it, it just felt like a giant waste. Like you you it, it was more on the focus of of the fact that all of these ships had come into this moment and then they forgot about the fight aspect of it. Really, like they were just like focusing on the fact that the entire galaxy had come together, which I understand from a you know a writing standpoint. But but look, you've got there are so many little cameo ships in there. Yeah, right at the end of that. It kind of shows, all right, I do not want to be, you know, it's funny. All right. I'm going to give an aside here. I, um, I had to, um, give confession to someone last night, uh, as the saint. Um, no, I was, I was talking with one of the rookies, uh, last night, uh, not a star Wars rookie. Okay. Um, and he asked me, uh, he asked me, uh, do you really like rise of Scott or do you really like the last Jedi? Or are you just positive about the film publicly <laughs> so you don't get in trouble? And uh, and I said, well, it's not it's not a matter of um, whether or not I like the Last Jedi. I have you know I like all of Star Wars, right? The reason I bring this up is I like the last I like the Last Jedi a lot or uh, Rise of Skywalker a lot more than I like other. Um, non-Star Wars movies, right? But if you ask me what rank your Star Wars movies, Rise of Skywalker comes in real low, right? Um, but I still like it better than most non-Star Wars movies. So don't miss my meaning here, uh, being critical about uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, but you had you had all every single ship from Star Wars Resistance every single one of the hot shots from star Wars resistance mm -hmm. was there at the battle. Mm -hmm. 
you couldn't flash to one of their fucking cockpits. Yeah. You couldn't show Kaz or, or someone just one. You couldn't show Hera. Yeah, that's. I was just going to bring that up. What, what you know, we saw the ghost, but you couldn't show Hera for one second. Like, you couldn't have given us a shot of an N1 Starfighter. There are N1 Starfighters at that battle. Mm-hmm. You couldn't give us one single shot of a chrome N- N1 Starfighter or, a, or like even an interesting color of an N1 Starfighter flashing in that battle. Like, for as long and as congested as that movie is, I feel like it misses one of the core tenets of Star Wars. And by Star Wars, I mean A New Hope, right? The original. It is a, it is a World War II film set in space. Mm-hmm. Right? It is the whole, the whole inspiration for, for the trench run is World War I and World War II, II footage of uh, airplane battles. And you couldn't give us a little bit of love in your final Star Wars movie for the legacy of Starfighter Battles. The reason this is a big deal to me is because they did such a good job at giving us an homage to the legacy of the Force. Because you've got that whole scene of all of the Jedi giving, you know, giving Rey their their blessing, so to yeah. speak. You should have done the same thing in that space battle. I remember a year, a year and a month ago, people were asking me, what do you want out of this film? It's been a year. Has it only been a year? No, it's, it's yeah. A year in December, year in December. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like so long ago. (laughs) Fucking quarantine, man. Yeah. A year, about a year and a month ago, people were asking me, what do you want out of this film? And my answer was, I want the most badass space battle of all time. We did not get that. And it's it's interesting because the trailers were really, really mm-hmm. relying on they that. Scene. that. They, they were relying on that moment for us to be like, okay, like it's happening. Yeah, they sold that, right? And it, and you see also, the Falcon, and right next yep. to the fucking Falcon, you see the ghost. Yep. It's it, it is pretty frustrating, and it also it, it also makes me wonder because, and, and I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I also felt like they or JJ and, and his crew did a really good job on the Starkiller base fight with showing yeah. pilots oh, yeah. and, and the the calm chatter between those few pilots that were there, and then you skip a beat to this movie, same director, but it's just a completely different side of everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's like. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they they forgot what they did with. You know, maybe it was this thought that, you know, maybe J maybe there was some truth that JJ just took a new hope and templated it onto onto a new movie, and that's why Force Awakens works. But I love the Force Awakens. So do I. I don't care if it's templated onto a new hope. I don't give a shit. It's a great <laughs> movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe they they wanted to make a point not to template you know the Battle of Endor, the Space Battle of Endor, onto the Battle of Exegol, but like even just got, a little bit of it would have worked. We've got Ch- and and we see you know Horton Psalm and we see um, uh, Arvel Krynid like and Wedge and Nine Yub and and 
we don't see Nineyub. Nineyub is another rebel veteran who was at the Battle of Endor. He was at the Battle of Circular Base. He's at the Battle of Exegol. We he don't dies. see him once at the Battle of Exegol. Apparently, he dies. He does. Yeah. We don't fucking see it. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> why kill off a fan favorite? I, I maybe he's a fan favorite. I don't know. I like the guy. I think he's, he's a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, why kill off a fan favorite veteran rebel pilot? The Rebel Alliance and, and to a certain extent, the Resistance are built off their Starfighter Corps. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Why not emphasize that in a movie called Star Wars? It's not called Star Religious Zealot Battles, <laughs> right? Because that's what the Jedi and the Sith are. They're religious adherents. They're zealots, you know. Let them have their shit out, right? You got, you got Luke and Vader. Like, look. I remember the Battle of Endor, the Space Battle of Endor, so much more strongly, so much more viscerally than Luke fighting Darth Vader. Because we have a good lightsaber fight in pretty much every movie. Yeah, that's fair. We don't, we, we go every other movie with a good Starfighter battle. Yeah, and, and to that point, what's the one thing that you remember from the original Star Wars trench run? The trench run. You certainly don't remember Vader versus Obi Wan. No, it's the trench you, run. For me. You remember. You remember the final shot of the door irising open, and the two of them standing there with cross sabers. Vader striking him down, and Luke yelling, "No!" It's yeah. that frame. It's not the frame when they're going. Mm-hmm. It's the dialogue. Right. It's the dialogue. You don't remember any of that, but you've got plenty of shots of those ships maneuvering around, you know, gaining the advantage on each other and the pilots going back and forth. It's that simple, JJ Abrams. <laughs> now, let's talk about Rogue Squadron. I'm so bummed. So, I have no doubt in my mind that Rogue Squadron will get this right. Yeah, because, because that's the point of the film, right? Um, I'm sure they'll get it right. I'm sure it'll be just fine. But what do you need to see? And don't tell me good dog fights. What specifically do you need to see out of Rogue Squadron? Uh, and the, I'm going to relate to back to what I related to, uh, quite a bit when I talk to it, but it's, it's the top gun reference. And far, as far as I need to see different pilots from what, what we've seen so far in star Wars, a different style of pilot or a different group of pilot. And, and when we talk about top gun, you know, Maverick is this very cocky, risky type of pilot. Iceman is the one who he's trying to beat. Um, Goose is the one trying to level head Maverick. Like I, I want, I want pilots and they don't have to be, those type, but I want pilots who, who are different from one another and that bring something different to the squadron that they're in. Okay. I don't want them all to be the same. I don't want them all to be, you don't uh, want, you don't want five pilots in an X wing. You want, I want a legit squadron. Like I want kind of like what we see with alphabet squadron, right? The books, um, mm -hmm. very similar to that where they all, or, fly or, um, 
not Titan Squadron, uh, Vanguard Squadron, or Vanguard Squadron, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and doesn't it doesn't have to be all five different types, but it can be two of this and two of this and one of this or two and three or whatever it may be. But okay. I I just I need a variety, and I, I love myself X wings, I do. But yeah, I but we to this point in Star Wars, we have never seen a legit A wing pilot in the spotlight. No, other than Tally, and she was well, short. But- but she's not flying an A-wing, really. Exactly. Right. She's kind of exactly. commanding that battle. Exactly. And so I, I would really love to see an A-wing pilot because they are so vastly different to fly the next mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the well. Uh, let's jump back to to Rogue One, right? In Rogue One, we only have two starfighters present, and you have the Ghost present, um, mm-hmm. which we don't really see any close-up shots of the Ghost, but. Um, in Rogue One, you have X-Wings and Y-Wings. And for the most part, you're watching Y-Wings drop bombs on the shield gate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while X-Wings hunt the TIE Fighters. Yeah, pick off, yeah. And it's showing that it's showing that dichotomy between the two of them. And you see that the Y-Wings with things like, like the Ion Torpedoes can really make a dent in those Star Destroyers. A temporary dent, but a dent. That's the interplay I want to see out of the squadrons in how different they are from each other. Right. Gotcha. Right. And, and like, uh, you know, if you look at, if you look at rogue squadron in the books and you look, look at, um, uh, alphabet squadron and you look at Vanguard squadron, they're not, you know, 12 humans, right. Mm -hmm. Um, or or Wraith Squadron or whatever squadron you pull from from the expanded universe, you have a diverse set of pilots as far as as racial or species background, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we get that a little bit in the sequels, right? You've got um, you've got the Abagnetto pilot, you've got Nynaeb, but for the most part, it's just Abagnetto and human, mm-hmm. you know. You don't get a whole lot else. I would love to see an alien, an alien lead in the cockpit. I would love to see it. I don't need it. Now, when you say alien, do you want it to be near human though? Like a Miri no. Allen or a... No, I, I would love for it to be a full on different species. Like, 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 like an Abagnetto or something. Yeah. Where it doesn't, it doesn't look human at all, but okay. it, but it's, but it's, it's, it, it it obviously can fit inside a cockpit. It's got to be bipedal and it's got to yeah, be able to speak basic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I'd be down for, I, I think I still want a human or near human species, like a, like a Mary Allen, like, um, uh, Beresafi, uh, or Twi'lek. I would love, uh, to see, I would love to see a Twi'lek yeah, live action yeah. Twi'lek lead. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Or even just put them, you know, because you're probably going to have you're probably going to have a a a uh, lead pilot. You're going to have your Luke Skywalker or your Maverick or your whatever, and then you'll have four other pilots, most likely, or five other pilots or six other pilots. Um, I'd be okay with them doing a human lead, with the the supporting cast being non-human. Yeah, they they probably won't, you know, alien up. Uh, a movie star they're gonna want yeah. that face in front of everything and, uh, and that's just kind of how it i works. mean maybe and that's why i say miri allen right because you can just give them the gamora treatment right that's true i mean look at ahsoka right they just gave rosario dawson some paint you could tell it's rosario dawson stuff. yeah 
So because with with Gamora, it's just I mean Gamora, Zoe Saldana would make a great Mary Allen. It's you true. just got to add some of the diamond pattern to her. I would love to see her in a Rogue Squadron yeah. movie. That'd be awesome. Because she obviously her, does, she does flying in Galaxies or in uh, in Guardians anyway. Zoe Saldana as a Twi'lek in uh, Rogue Squadron. That'd be awesome. With yeah. with Chris Pine as the male lead. I would like I would put Chris Pine as okay. So this was what I wanted to circle back to. So the other thing that's going to be important in Rogue Squadron, and something that I think is important in a um. Something that I think is important in a Star Wars battle is your command center. Okay. Right? Your Admiral Radis. Yeah. Um, none of the prequels have this. Okay. None of the prequel dogfights have a command center shot. They do a little bit. They they shift to... They do it backwards in uh, episode one. They do they show the, the inside of the droid control ship with the... Uh, with uh, yeah, the, they show the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Nemoidians. Um, uh, but you've got the Yavin base, you've got Echo base, and you have uh, Home One, and then you have uh, the Resistance base in um, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. You have uh, the Radis, again, second appearance of Radis, kind of. You yeah. have the Bridge of the Radis in, in uh, Force Awakens. Or in Last Jedi, and you have and you again don't it in um, Rise of Skywalker, mm -hmm. and in Rogue One you have um, Admiral Radis on the Fecundant? Uh The uh, uh, no, it's the um, Prudent Prudenti. Oh my God, what is its name? Oh, that's but gonna. Guys, my my study regiment hasn't started yet. I've been watching Godzilla. <sighs> oh, that's gonna bug me. It's the Profundity. Providence. Profundity. Profundity. That's what I said. Oh, is that what you said? Okay, my bad. My bad. Yeah, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Maybe I said fecundity, which is yeah. no. Yeah. Profundity Pro is the opposite. Profundity, yeah. Which you don't have to worry about that because I believe that was already asked this year. So. That's been already asked this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's 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 a it's a really good point. Um, I'm interested because we're talking about you know command centers and stuff like this. Um, depending on where this movie takes place, because if it's in a timeline that we already know of, mm -hmm. what would you want to see? And two, if it's not in a in a timeline that we would you like say it's either after Rise of Skywalker or somehow before something else what would you want to see from a command center well i would assume i mean all i really need out of a command center is one one or two officers right you need your um you need your admiral so or your general or your you know whatever position you need your you need your admiral radis admiral akbar now that person doesn't have to be participating in the battle. They can be in a command center, you know, back on a planet and using long range comms. Uh, so uh, Dennis Lawson can fit that role perfectly, right? Assuming we're doing it post uh, Return right. of the Jedi, yeah. uh, that would be your wedge, right? Your oh. wedge, or better, your Hera. You've got wedge or Hera in the command center, you know. And all you gotta do is, you know, I've got 
you know, showing another squadron on scopes coming in, you know, showing, you know, whatever, hit the shield generator, hit the comms tower, something, right? That's all I need. That's all I need. I, you know, and, and then you're going to have, and then you're going to have that one scene where the pilot, where they give them an order, like, you know, return to base. That's an order. And then the, the pilot goes, I can't do that. Just Admiral, I'm going in, you know, <laughs> right. Like you already, I already know. I already know. That's all I need. Right. You just, you just needed to, you, you need to feel authentic. It just needs right. to feel authentic. Like it needs to have all of the pieces that are included with not just a star Wars battle, but also but the, with, with a war movie it with real life stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what happens with fighter pilots on a daily basis, they have command centers that are either on, you know, carriers out on the ocean or some base on land somewhere. And mm-hmm. if you don't show that there's a command center or that pilots are taking orders from someone, it doesn't feel real. I was watching, I can't remember the name of the film right now, uh, but it's a new film on Netflix with Anthony Mackie. Um, uh, uh, outside the Wire. Outside the Wire. Uh, so I was watching Outside the Wire and literally the, the, fucking intro scene of that has exactly that you've got yep. the main character who is not anthony mackie by the way the main <laughs> character of that film uh is is a drone pilot yep and he's sitting in his in his drone chair right and he's communicating with a general in a command center and and you get exactly that scene you know don't take the shot don't take the shot danger yep. close whatever he takes the shot you know that like and that was it's, only that was the opening scene that took five to ten minutes. Right, right. And then you have, uh, you know, like you've you've gotten that in all of the great space battles in Star Wars, which is really only two or three. You've got arguably every every fight in the original trilogy is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Yavin, Hoth, Endor, all masterpieces. They all have that fighter pilot to fighter pilot communication, and then you've got the the command center. And I think part of the problem is we established a bond between Biggs and Luke in Yavin, right? In in New Hope, we have that bond between Biggs and Luke. So a lot of that interaction you see is between the two of them, with a little bit with Wedge, a little bit with Garvin. Um, You've got the Battle of Hoth. Most of that interaction is between uh, Biggs and Dak, Wedge and Jansen, and Biggs and or uh, Biggs, Luke and Wedge. And then you have the Battle of Endor. Most of that is between Wedge and Calrissian, Calrissian and Akbar, and a little bit with the other two with with Golden Gray leaders Horton and um, Arvel. You get a little bit of it in the Force Awakens between. Um, uh, the Abagnetto, whose name escapes me, Eloasti. Um, Eloasti and and Poe. You get a little bit between uh, Poe and Jess Pava and um, Snap, but it's not as heavy as, as it is in Yavin. Yeah. You don't really have that in um, Last Force Jedi. Awakens. Oh. Or Last Jedi, excuse me. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you get a little bit between. Uh, Poe and Leia, which again, that's your command center to fighter pilot. You get a little bit of tally to um, Poe, like for, I think it's like one or two lines. You get none of that in, in Exegol. Yeah. 
none of it. And it just kills me. It's so simple. It's such an easy include. Well, and it, it's it, with no command center, it just feels like they're all just doing what they want. Like right. There's no, there's no like, like goal or like, uh, and set, set things that they're going to do or, or what they're supposed to do. And that would have been great if that was the goal. Yeah. That, yeah. And to a certain extent, that kind of is the goal of that scene, right? Because to a certain extent, well, Leia's dead. They're, you know, this is their last ditch effort to stop the first order or the final order at this point. But you either need to really portray it that way or you need to drop that as a plot line. You know, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm being so negative in this. You're, you're not, not though. It's look where, and everyone knows this about, about the Star Wars community. When we like something, we're not being negative just to be negative or, or hating on it. We we're being this way because we want it to be so good. Mm -hmm. Like we just want it to be done the right way because we've seen it been done the right way in the past. Right. We have all of these examples of the right. original trilogy of rogue one doing it in the Disney era and rogue one. They, mm -hmm. they have the, the ability to do it. They just haven't done it every single time. It's more so about the execution of it not being done rather than us being like, no, that was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's look, I like the movie. I I'm contractually obligated to watch the movie ad nauseum. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> and that might be it. Right. If, if I didn't have to break down and analyze the movie for facts, I probably would have watched it a couple times and forgotten about it. But I have to keep watching the movie. Yeah. You know. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But then again, I probably, I like, I like, a, I like The Last Jedi a lot more now so than I, I did so when I. I first saw it. Yeah. Um, partly because I've seen it so many times. Um, but, I mean, that's all I, look, chat, do you have anything, do you have anything for us, chat? Chat, what do you want, <laughs> what do you want me to, to talk about? Well, while we wait for that, I do want to ask, because we, we haven't touched on it too much, but is there something specific about Tally Lintra that really makes you hone in on her as a character? I mean, it helps that she's attractive. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there is. It's the way it's the way that she delivers her lines. It's that attitude. It's that snark. You can tell that Hermione Corfield, when she was offered the role, she went, yeah, okay, let's go. I want this role. Yeah, yeah. You know, she didn't phone it in. To a certain extent, Dennis Lawson phoned in his first performance as Wedge. Um, yeah, even Jill said. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, look, Hermione Corfield, call me. 714-614. Um, I won't say the rest of it on air. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's, um, it's the way she delivers her lines. You can tell that like, there's this certain reservedness that the pilots in the original trilogy use, um, to the point where like Dennis Lawson is dubbed over in, uh -huh. in a new hope. It's not Dennis Lawson actually saying those lines. It's him mouthing lines and someone else is dubbing over it. Um, uh, luckily he does get to say his lines in empire and return. Um, you know, there's, there's this, just this passion that she delivers her, um, 
Look, Brandy, if you want my phone number, I'll give you my phone number. <laughs> Brandy, you're allowed to have my phone number. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just there's a certain passion. There's there's a certain amount of uh, you feel like she's an actual pilot in the you know in a battle. Mm -hmm. You know, she's an old hand at this. She's not you know. She's not just someone moving in a cockpit. She's delivering lines. She mm -hmm. she looks like a like a key character, and that's one of the reasons. And I think one of the reasons they do that is because they kill her off like ten minutes later, yeah, right, or twenty minutes later. But you know, I mean, it's pretty. It's it's probably it's ten minutes quick. later. You know, Finn naked, bag leaking. Um, then they kill her off. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's 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 why for Tally. I mean, same thing with uh with Denis um. Elberger, Denise Elberger, same thing. She delivers all her, all of her lines. Rick Ali delivers all of his lines, both of them with with this this passion and this. It it shows the tension, right? The original trilogy fighter pilots are almost this calm, cool under pressure mm -hmm. pilots, mm -hmm. mo and mostly Wedge, right? Wedge especially is this, yeah. but that's Wedge for you. He's not. He's supposed to be that character. Um. Um, look, Snap's there because of nepotism. He's JJ's friend. Greg Grunberg is not there because he's an expert fighter pilot, although he's played a pilot twice now. Uh, once in Lost and once in uh, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Why Tally? I don't know. It's just, I, I, I think it's because always... of that. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, after you. Uh, the one thing that always comes to mind, and you said it earlier on uh, when we when we tweeted out about it, but when she says "bombs away," that yeah. that line that is like yeah. I I it's just it's implanted in my head when she says "bombs yeah. away." And you had mentioned the passion and like the realism that comes from her voice when she mm -hmm. says that in the moment. It's almost like a "yes, we got this" kind of cocky sense, mm -hmm. but also a very confident "bombs away" move that they you know they they kind of got this under pressure now it's kind of this smug, like this very smug, like, like it really makes you, and they show this in the last Jedi. They show the bombs with, um, with things written on them. Um, which by the way, one of the bombs says Han says hi. Yep. It sure does. Or Han says hello. I think it's Han says hi. It says Han says hi. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, they show, they show the bombs with the shit written on them with the drawings. This is a very like world war two fighter pilot thing, right? Like, you're you're getting the Nazis, you know. You're 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 excited to bomb to bomb these people. That comes across so well when Tally delivers her lines, in a way that really supersedes other line deliveries from pilots. Um, you we we don't get we get four lines from her maybe. Yeah, it's, it's not very right? much, and she's like a beloved character. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I mean, I she the one thing coming out of the last Jedi outside of Luke dying. I was like, wow, I, I wish we would have seen more of Tally. Right. Like, I, I, I wish I wish we would have gotten her in Force Awakens. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, she could have easily been in there and then and then maybe died at the beginning of the last Jedi. But yeah, um, then we would have cared a little more. It's very true. I mean, we still care about her, but even more. Well, yeah, so. yeah, even, even um, more. So. Yeah. But that's, I think, like, I care a lot more from rewatching, right? Like, just mm -hmm. picking apart that scene and, and especially me going, me having to go, okay, what's that, what's that pilot's name? Right? 
Talison Lintra. Okay. Well, that's fun. Talison's a fun name. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I just – I would have loved to have seen, even just for a moment, Ryan's – flying style with her we didn't even get it we didn't even get a flying style no and and part of that has to do with yeah i mean part of that has to do with this is another fly with the last jedi i hate the mg100 bombers really i hate the super fortress bombers they're so they don't make they don't make any sense in star wars and i don't mean i've seen a lot of people complain about gravity right i just mean Whoever built these things, right? Give me a fucking Y-Wing with some torpedoes. <laughs> Whoever built these things that are so slow and made of paper. I understand you need a huge payload to blow up that uh, that dreadnought. Yeah. But look, Ryan, you could have ri written it a different way. <laughs> you didn't have to write it where they had to be blown up by an MG-100. That's fair. That's are they MG-100s or MG-1000s? I don't know. One of those. Um, they're one of those. Look, I don't have a match coming up. I got time to study. <laughs> um, and no managers watching this right now. So you're good. If no, you see good. it after you've already made your decision. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it just, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, dude, I get it. I get it, man. I get it. This is something. And I'm not, I'm not like, we have a friend, we have a mutual friend. Who's a big fighter pilot guy? That's his thing, right? That's not my thing. I'm not the fighter. Like, that's not my. I don't own a pilot helmet. I own like two Mandalorian helmets, and I <laughs> yeah. own a clone trooper helmet, right? Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Is is the 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 ground fighting in Star Wars is my thing. But as a kid, and as like, what hooks you into Star Wars? Versus what keeps you in Star Wars are two different things. I don't think anyone stays with Star Wars for whatever first hooked them. Because it's such a big, expansive universe. You find something that you end up caring more about. Um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, for me, it was, it was the space battles. You know? Um, and now it's the running and gunning through the hallways, which... Rise of Skywalker does do well. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a little more passion out of, you know, Finn killing stormtroopers, but uh, you know, that Rise of Skywalker does actually do that well. There are some good ground fights there. Uh, you've got the speeder chase. You've got, you know, I wish we would have got more with the Knights of Ren versus Ben. Same. Uh, because you can't build up the Knights of Ren and then just barely fucking show them. <laughs> <sighs> when your Praetorian guards are when your when your nameless, faceless Praetorian guards are more foreboding than why why weren't those the Knights of Ren? Like you you have to you have yeah. to give me you gotta give me something. Yeah. You gotta give me something. Um I'm sure that's a that's a whole conversation for another day. Uh all right, next next topic. Next topic when we do this again will be um, kind of a branch off of this. Characters we wish we could have gotten more out of. Ooh, I like it. Characters that, that deserved characters that deserved more. There's a lot of those. Um, like look, that. I'm trying to be okay. So it's it's interesting, right? Like I try to be very positive with Star Wars. Yeah. 
But I think the way I'm positive with Star Wars is by complaining. <laughs> right? Like, like because, because my whole thing with Star Wars is the world building and the character building. And and that's that's I think the thing with Tally is I look at Tally and I go okay I want to know more about her mm-hmm. I want to know more mm-hmm. um, I look at Snap and I want to know more so I go read Aftermath right Yep and uh, you know you look at Wedge and you go okay who is this guy he's been in all three battles uh, you know you want to know who is Darth Plagueis why is there a rule of two what's the story on this right. What is Starkiller Base? What, yep. you know, what planet is this? Go play Jedi Fallen Order. Find out. You know. Um, so, because of that, kind of going to the you know characters who should have gotten more thing. These are the characters that you see on screen, and they make you go, "Shut up, fire engine." <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, they don't make me go shut up fire engine. They go, they make me go, man, I wish we got one more scene with them. I wish we could have seen them in action. I really wish we could have seen Boba Fett kick ass, right? Boba Fett's the poster child for that. Yeah. He's this badass in armor and he gets hit in the back and he flies away. And he gets yep. shot into the Sarlacc, you know, finally, finally, Robert Rodriguez, we get 40 years later. Yeah. 40 years later, he gets what he deserves. Yeah. Clearly I'm a Boba Fett fan. Right? Same. I mean, same. Yeah, my poster's not up there, but I have a giant Boba. Yeah. Thing, so, no, I like it. I like the topic. I think it's. I think it'll be a fun one because there's, there's characters like that in every movie. There's characters. I, like that in every I think we movie. can do, do. Do we want to do? We probably shouldn't talk about this on air, but do we want to do one per movie? I like that. Okay, let's do. Let's do some homework. One per movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have you back multiple times on the show just to either talk Star Wars or just to drink whiskey with me. So I mean, I'm, I mean we, we do it off camera anyway, but why not do it on camera? So well, at at five o'clock we'll be drinking whiskey together, watching. We will uh, be. We will be watching people read names off a list. <laughs> that is very true. Um, all right, so Sean, before we get out of here, I want to ask you because uh, we haven't talked much about it. What do you think of uh, of the old Woodford? I like it. Um, I like it. I'm a, I am a ice guy. I'm an ice in my whiskey mm-hmm. guy. Um, I have some stones. I need a little bit of watered down and I'll tell you why, because I want to drink a lot of whiskey, <laughs> That's fair. but I don't want to get fucked up. So because of that, I like a little water in my whiskey. I also tend to run hot. Okay. So I like, I like, down. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, uh, but it's very good. Well, I know it's that you, nice and, were, you were a rye guy, right? But this is a bourbon. So what do you think? I'm a rye guy. I like bourbons, though. I, I drink um, – you know what I've been drinking a lot of lately? And and it might be out of laziness is flavored whiskeys. Okay. I have a couple. Um, of so. so like uh, um, uh, Rock and Rye is my go-to. I've seen, sung, the, sung the, the, the praises of this, um, which I think – I think I'm out. I think I'm out of rock and rye, but it's slow and low rock and rye. Okay. Uh, named after a Star Wars character. Would that be your recommendation for me? That is my recommendation is slow and low rock and rye. And what it is, it's rye whiskey with rock candy, honey, bitters, and lemon. Interesting. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an old fashioned in a bottle. Love it. 
Um, and it's, and that, and that's why I say it's kind of out of, out of laziness is, um, I will, I typically make, if I'm going to drink whiskey, the typical fashion I will drink it in as is an old fashioned. Um, so slow and low, I can just pour over ice and, and boom, you're done. Right. Uh, you don't need garnish. You don't need to mix anything. You just pour it and you're good. Yeah. Um, but look, sometimes I'll drink shit like, um, like crown Royal. Like, you know, occasionally, occasionally you just need a little bit of crown Royal vanilla, you know? Uh, but, um, I think with the problem is with, if I'm drinking whiskey, either on the rocks or, 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 or straight, I, I feel like it's gotta be a really good whiskey. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to have, uh, cause it's all that, if that's all you, that you taste. Right. That's all you're going to taste. So yeah. I have, a, I have a friend who does a lot of makers on the rocks and I'm like, okay, makers is fine. But do I really, is that really all I want? Yeah. You know, makers makes an okay old fashioned. Mm -hmm. There's a few other cocktails you can make with makers. It's okay. But like, I don't like the taste of makers enough to go. Yeah, this is what I want to drink. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely something I have not, I've yet to mix this with anything and I'm about halfway through the bottle. Nice. So, um, Every time I've drank this, it's been on on the rocks or straight. Um, yeah, I like it. I, mean, I don't. I don't have any tasting notes or anything. I don't. No, really... that's, that's fine. That's fine. I will say, uh, I, I went and got my bottle earlier this week, and I didn't know this, but they do have a they do have rye. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna. I don't know if you've had it before. Have you had it before? I have. I I have. Okay. Um. In fact, that's the before this bottle. That's how I've had it before. Oh, was, sweet. Um, as a rye, it's a very good rye. Um, and I like rye because, because again, I'm, I typically make old fashions mm -hmm. and I like rye, rye, cause I tend to, I tend to do go a little oversweet on my old fashions. So rye kind of counteracts that a little bit. Got it. Sweet. Well, uh, Sean, this was a long time coming, Ben. This was fun though. Yeah, I know. We've been, I've been putting this off for, it's, you know what? It, it was, we're so busy. It's it. We got all kinds of things going on. Obviously everyone knows who's watching Shmodown wise. We're busy with stuff, but, uh, it's uh, it's it's been a blast talking Star Wars last hour. I'm definitely gonna have you back. Um, I, I would I would love to. And we already have a topic, so that's easy enough. Um, uh, all right, before we get out of here, uh, I'll just do the 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 cliche thing of everyone watching. Where can they uh, where can they find you, Soli? Uh, there is two major places to find me, though. Realistically, it's only one. Uh, actually, three. I lied. Uh, you can find me very occasionally, about once a week, over on the PJ Campbell Network. Uh, I host a show called Box Box, which is a once a month, sh month show, but I'm also on the Sunday evening Unwind every week. This week, I believe we're talking uh, Godzilla versus Kong and just general Godzilla goodness on that. Uh, I've been doing it. a deep dive on some Godzilla films this Love week. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at SuitUpSully, uh, and you can find me on Twitch at SeanSully, S-E-A-N-S-U-L-L-Y. Uh, I do a lot of model building and miniature painting and occasionally video games coming up. We're going to be doing Jedi fallen order. So that should be, I really want to replay that. So that should be I, fun. So have you finished that? Oh yeah. 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 I, I still I, haven't finished it. All right. So, so here's what I did when Jedi fallen order came out, it came out last May, I think. Yeah. It was early last year. Yeah. So it came out like three weeks before my tournament match for, for star Wars. Got it. Or like, or like a month and a half before my tournament match. So uh, Kate messaged me telling me they're doing a Star Wars tournament. I have a match. I have a match in that tournament. 
And then I bought Fallen Order. So <laughs> I I played it on easy in two days. Got it. Okay. I beat it in two days so that I could study. And, and now I've you're never part. gone and I've never gone back to it. Got it. Okay. So I really want to go back to it. Uh, it's been like a year since I played it. Uh, I tried to pick it up the other day and I was like, holy shit, I suck at this game. Like, it's not an easy game. It's yeah. hard to go back to. I, I haven't finished it yet, so I, I need to get back on that. So just I have a hard time playing video games as it is, and then Squadrons came out and that kind of took priority for me. But Squadrons um, is fucking great. We need yeah. to play that soon. Yes, we do. We definitely do. Yeah. Um, well, again, Sean, thank you so much for hanging out, man. This is a blast. All of you watching live, uh, so much. Uh, thank you so much for being in the chat, commenting along. Hopefully, you love the Star Wars talk. It was an interesting talk today, as uh, Star Wars pilots and 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 fighter uh, or space battles, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have our topic for next time. Again, for those of you who may just be popping in for the first time, the show is going to be on a two week uh, two week turn. So you'll see a, an episode in two weeks. Um, and if you guys have topics or things you want me to talk about or guests, let me know in the comments. But until then, uh, that is Sean. I'm Jake. This is the Wesky Jedi. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I'll see you guys next time.